You're listening to Sun Tzu on the Art of War, translated from the Chinese by Lionel Gills. This audiobook is brought to you by Kriti and it's narrated by Aishwarya. Chapter 6 Weak Points and Strong Sun Tzu said, Whoever is first in the field and awaits the coming of the enemy will be fresh for the fight. Whoever is second in the field and has to hasten to battle will arrive exhausted. Therefore, the clever combatant imposes his will on the enemy, but does not allow the enemy's will to be imposed on him. By holding out advantages to him, he can cause the enemy to approach of his own accord, or by inflicting the damage, he can make it impossible for the enemy to draw near. If the enemy is taking his ease, he can harass him. If well supplied with food, he can starve him out. If quietly encamped, he can force him to move. Appear at points which the enemy must hasten to defend. March swiftly to places where you are not expected. An army may march great distances without distress, if it marches through country where the enemy is not. You can be sure of succeeding in your attack if you only attack places which are undefended. You can ensure the safety of your defense if you only hold position that cannot be attacked. Hence, the general is skillful in attack whose opponent does not know what to defend, and he is skillful in defense whose opponent does not know what to attack. O divine art of subtly and secrecy, through you we learn to be invisible, through you inaudible, and hence we can hold the enemy's fate in our hands. You may advance us and be absolutely irresistible if you make for the enemy's weak point. You may retire and be safe from pursuit if your movements are more rapid than those of the enemy. If we wish to fight, the enemy can be forced to an engagement even though he be sheltered behind a high rampart and a deep ditch. All we need to do is to attack some other places that he'll be obliged to relieve. If we do not wish to fight, we can prevent the enemy from engaging us even though the lines of our encampment be merely traced out on the ground. All we do is to throw something odd and unaccountable in his way. By discovering the enemy's disposition and remaining invisible ourselves, we can keep our forces concentrated while the enemies must be divided. We can form a single united body while the enemy must split up into fraction. Hence, there will be whole pitted against separate parts of a whole, which means that we shall be many of the enemy's few. And if we are able thus to attack an inferior force with a superior one, our opponent will be in direct strait. The spot when we intend to fight must not be made known, for then the enemy will have to prepare against a possible attack at several different points, and his forces being thus distributed in many directions, the number we shall have to face at a given point will be proportionately few. For, should the enemy strengthen his van, he'll weaker his rear. Should he strengthen his rear, he'll weaken his van. Should he strengthen his left, he'll weaken his right. Should he strengthen his right, he'll weaken his left. If he sends reinforcement everywhere, he'll everywhere be weak. Numerical weakness comes from having to prepare against possible attacks. Numerical strength from compelling our adversary to make these preparations against us. Knowing the place 
and the time of coming battle we may concentrate from the greatest distance in order to fight but if neither time nor places be known then the left wing will be impotent to succor the right the right equally impotent to succor the left the van unable to relieve the rear or the rear to support the van how much more if the furthest position of the army are anything under a hundred li apart and even the nearest are separated by several li though according to my estimate the soldiers of ua exceed our own in number that shall advantages them nothing in the matter of victory i say then the victory can be achieved though the enemy be stronger in numbers we may prevent him from fighting scheme so as to discover his plan and the livelihood of their success rouse him and learn the principle of his activity and inactivity force him to reveal himself so as to find out his vulnerable spot carefully compare the opposing army with your own so that you may know where the strength is superabundant and where it is deficient in making tactical disposition the highest pitch you can attain is to conceal them conceal your disposition and you'll be safe from prying of the subtlest spies from the machination of the wisest brain how victory may be produced for them out of enemy's own tactics that is what the multitude cannot comprehend all men can see the tactics whereby i conquer but what none can see is the strategy out of which victory is evolved do not repeat the tactics which has gained you one victory but let your methods be regulated by the infinite variety of circumstances military tactics are like undue water for water in its natural course run away from a high places and hasten downward so in war the way is to avoid what is strong and to strike at what is weak water shape its course according to the nature of ground over which it flows the soldier works out his victory in relation to the foe whom he is facing therefore just a water retains no constant shape so in warfare there are no constant conditions he who can modify his tactics in relation to his opponent and thereby succeed in winning may be called a heaven born captain the five elements water fire wood metal and earth are not always equally predominant the four seasons make way for each other in turn there are short days and long the moon has its period of waning and waxing